Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Amara Jones. Every day, the attacks on trans kids grow louder, and more anti trans bills keep moving through state legislatures. In this season of the Anti Trans Hate Machine, we're going to illuminate how the right wing has fueled these bills by generating a breathtaking and wide ranging disinformation campaign. It's spreading like wildfire on the internet, it's then being discussed by families and churches. None of this is an accident, it's a strategy to delegitimize trans people and create a world where our existence is a question. Subscribe to season two of the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, a plot against equality, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Sunset. 
someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers, and me Hi, friends. Welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is episode number 86. Thanks for picking us up this week. Um, I'm Brad. I'm here with Jonathan and RJ, hey. as always, although Hi. not recently, right? It's good to have the band back together. Yeah. It really is. Yep. Um, no guests, just the three of us, um, back to the old ways. But I think we've got a great, great one first set of, a, of an old older show that everybody's going to like. Um, um, but let's talk a lot about a little bit of news first. RJ, what's going on? Are you going to any, uh, are you going to lock in anymore? I am not, but, um, no? but then, but someone else on this call is, and it's not you. Brad. You mean right now? Yeah, that's me. I'm going. Oh, oh you're Jonathan. going. Hey, Jonathan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Pretty excited. Um, and if anybody out there is, uh, going to lock in, you know, uh, look for me, I'll be the, uh, the goofy guy with the beard, and I'll have the HF Pod stickers and new glasses. New, well, they're they're not that new, Brad. You just now noticed no. is all. <laughs> well, it goes to the beginning. Um, so, is this considered a fall tour? It's the end of summer still, right? It's still summer. Yeah, yeah. it's not. I don't consider it part of the tour myself, but it's still a summer show. So is Dick. So hmm. did they? Yeah, I think so. Did they um, do Lockin instead of a festival or? Um, I don't know how any of those logistics work. Like, did they sign up for Lock-In three years ago? No. Nah. I think just, you know? I think Pete Shapiro just threw a big pile of money at them. Mm-hmm. And they said, sure. Okay. Pretty simply. Yeah. And it's it's I close to you and Virginia. People do me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing piles of money at you, you know? Yeah. It's just yeah, it's, it's a couple it's hours close away. Close to you. What is it, two hours? Yeah. Virginia is a big state. Uh, you can drive oh, a lot and and not even leave Virginia. I'm not sure that's a good choice in life, but it can be done. Man, like we east, drove east west, right? Yeah, yeah when we drove from here to Asheville, we were in Virginia for I think six and a half hours. Um, it was wild. Yeah, it, you know, it looks big Shoot. on a map, but it's harder to when you're driving. Um, so that's the geography lesson for the day. And <laughs> for now. <laughs> from part one and um and then uh the, the i think we haven't been on since the fall tour has been released is that well, right no uh, they announced it but nobody uh you know nobody we were still debating who was going to go to what uh, okay yeah last one and uh, i haven't been on because you guys have been excluding me but um Ooh. we're going to uh jay and i have both um decided to go to vegas because vegas. i'm close and and jonathan got the pass it's pretty cool right yeah. yeah, this will be my first um, fish Vegas. Nice. Yeah. Have you been to Vegas before? Yes, yes, I have. Just not without fish. Not not for fish. Or I mean, with fish. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> um, well, Vegas is really awesome. It's classy. It's clean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's kind it's of dark. A great place to hang out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm actually not staying in the MGM. I don't think. I mean, I might. But right now I've got a hotel elsewhere because I feel like that's a healthy thing to do. I'm staying at New York, New York because it's... Also not the MGM. Not the MGM, but it's real yeah. close. 
Right. So that'll be good. I think. RJ, RJ, what about RJ? What about your fall tour dates? You guys are lucky, lucky <laughs> young men. Um, I'm gonna go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what I could figure out with my current complications in life. So I'm yeah. pretty psyched, though. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be red. You're gonna have a good yeah. time. It's gonna be um, interesting. I don't think I've ever seen outdoor fall tour shows that I can remember. Hmm. I remember a Merryweather show, but it was it was still September. But it was technically felt like fall tour. I guess that's technically fall. Yeah, I've never seen one, so I'm pretty excited. I'm sure that the weather will be marvelous. You and I have seen um, outdoor Labor Day shows. That's true. Good point. Well, when we did our summer tour jam thing, remember we like debated whether whether Dicks and Labor Day shows were um, summer yeah. or fall. Justin, the meteorologist, um, said they weren't. Right. Well, again, as I probably pointed out, you, you could go either way. So the uh, the equinox is late September, mm-hmm. but then there's the whole Memorial Day to Labor Day thing that some people credit as being exclusively summer. Oh, you're Which talking about, about the white pants thing? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's more about fashion. <laughs> That's what Brad and I remember. <laughs> Speaking of fashion, um, mm-hmm. I think I hope our listeners saw the picture that I found and posted of Brad and I at Alpine Valley and. Yeah. 1997. I thought that was a pretty choice, uh, choice find from the archives. Some very young individuals in that photograph. 19 <laughs> years ago, man. I mean, it's so the set we're going to play is from 20 plus years ago, um, and that is a long time. I mean, I guess not in the grand scheme of everything, but you know, I think it's a long time. My kid is three. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a very yeah. long time. Um, and Jonathan, and sorry, Brad, I don't mean to steal your thunder, but I just really want to no. ask, I want to ask Jonathan about Luckin, because mm-hmm. he's lucky, because he gets to go to Luckin in like two days. Oh, yeah, um, that is in like two days, isn't it? I feel like the next like six to 12 months or years for me is going to be just like feeling really happy for all my friends who get to do cool stuff while I'm taking care of babies. So <laughs> it's your um, turn. So many babies. So many, so many babies. <laughs> what you, um, what's going to happen at locking guys? I, I don't know. A lot of people are calling, you know, they, there was an interesting, uh, Yem convo last weekend about, you know, what kind of sit-ins and everybody called for Trey rad, including myself. And, but I think that realistically probably won't be all that much. From the fish guys, you know? I'm pretty sure Michael nicks all of it, except maybe Phil. But that's weird with two bases. And then um, Fishman will sit in some <laughs> with some weirdos, like cattle decapitation or whatever that band he loves. <laughs> or maybe just EOTO. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Didn't we have a um, uh, previous guest came on and said that he pushed ween to meet fish but they didn't go mm-hmm. um and uh El paul right yeah exactly and um maybe that will finally happen maybe that mm-hmm. will finally happen here i mean they're on the they're on the same bill the same night um maybe could be I like that'd it. be sweet the roses are I, like great. The I mean that would fucking blow up the internet i i sure. i'm gonna go on record if it happens it won't be that song okay well, you think we'd piss up a rope? Uh, poop ship connection, or what is that called? <laughs> Bananas and blow. <laughs> Bananas and blow. There you go. That <laughs> too. This is all my ween knowledge in one in like thirty seconds. 
Tier for That's Eddie. That's all I have to Just have a tier for Eddie instead. That would be nice. perfect, really. So um, I'm going to ask you guys a question, which I don't know the answer to, which is a great way to educate yeah. our listeners. Um, Unlearly. Have have has Fish ever played two shows non consecutively in the same weekend? Uh, like is that? Do you know what I'm saying? This seems like it might yeah. be a first in in that way. Because they're, they're all just hanging out. Break. But you know, with a day break, I guess you know, like that's just I guess because they don't play at a lot of festivals that aren't theirs, um, especially not more than once. You know, so right. another question I don't know the answer to. Hashtag what? history. What is, so what is the day in between? Is there anything scheduled for them? Because I know like the whole. Well, that's the, isn't that the Phil night with. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. With the string dusters, right? And Paige. And but nothing for any of them. Page and oh, Paige. Paige and Fish are with uh, Phil. So. Of course. So mm-hmm. they have that. God, um, I'm so bad at this. Sorry. I'm so I bad have, at I have to say, <laughs> I'm so bad at podcasting. I have to say before all the tweets come in. It's Poop Ship Destroyer. I was clearly yeah. merging it in my head with Rainbow Connection because they're very mm. similar songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just nice. Yeah, I, I don't know why you'd want to connect with the Poop Ship though. You probably want to destroy it instead. Yeah, it's probably a good point. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> I don't know. Same page. <laughs> Same page. Oh my god. Big week. All right. Great to be back. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I mean. Jonathan, I have to say that my stickers uh, were a big hit on the West Coast. I don't know if we – well, we've talked – we had we a little quick hit, but I haven't been on since. Um, stickers were a huge hit. Everybody thought they were high quality. And um, I uh, gave two to people I liked, so those people know that, who they are now. <laughs> <laughs> and you refused to give them to other people? <laughs> yes, exactly. You're like, you see this awesome sticker? Can't have one. <laughs> yeah, denied. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, Brad, um, you're, I'm excited that you get to go to Vegas as well. Um, yeah, and you finished the, you get to finish out the summer tour with, um, on the West coast there. So we've all gotten a little bit, a little bit this year. I'm sure we all would like to see more, but that's how mm-hmm. it goes. Um, Brad, because you didn't, um, because you were occupied being a p- responsible parent, um, <laughs> you didn't get to weigh in on the episode with Scott. Scott Bernstein, um, yeah. what's your what's your sort of take on the the how summer tour kind of wrapped up? You know, um, wrapped up. I think it wrapped up well. Uh, I think the ending was was solid. I really enjoyed the two shows I saw. Um, our, our buddy, who actually we met this weekend a year ago um, at Wilkes on Tape, Todd. Um, yeah. he's a really great guy and he's, he's a, he's a great host. And, um, I stayed at his place for the LA show and we had a wonderful time. Um, I met some dot net folks, but, um, the parking lot just isn't that exciting at the forum. You know, it's, it's in the middle of a LA, you know, cr- concrete jungle and, um, it's not conducive to the whole, uh, shakedown street thing, but we had a good time and, um, as I mentioned, I thought Chula Vista was great and that uh, there was some momentum. It, it kind of sucks that like Chula Vista, I feel was the best show of the summer and then they're off right for however long they were off. So hopefully they're going to carry some momentum in, I guess the album finished and maybe they're going to bust out some new songs at Lockin. Lockin isn't really the place to play new songs though. Right. Because it's like, they've got the mixed audience. It's kind of like Coachella for stoners. Mm -hmm. Well, there's stoners at Coachella. 
Um, but you think the the kind of impetus there would be for them to kind of play a, as our friend Patrick would say, a Saturday night rock show festival another, set. A festival yeah, like a set. like a jazz fest set, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Although they do get yeah. to play two sets each each night. each time. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, I mean, this so. locking's going to be fucking great, man. Are you camping? I, this is I'm no. way off topic now, but are you camping, Jonathan? No, I'm too old for that. Yeah, that's great. I wouldn't fucking camp. Fuck that shit. I'm sure that'll be rad, though. I'm sure people will have a great time uh, camping and RVing it up and all that. And yeah. Probably take in more of the late night stuff than I might, although mm-hmm. most, most of the late night acts are on my to do list. So we'll see. Nice. That's I camp with my I camp with my kids, and that's like enough. You know what I mean? I can't imagine <laughs> camping um, with all the other extracurricular curricular things that we do. That shows. I don't know anything about that. Me neither. You mean? Yeah. You mean I'm talking like, about like jumping jacks and like jumping that. jacks, helping yeah. people. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. Um, giving giving directions, careful directions. directions. <laughs> Always so good at that. Um, so I guess the um, I guess the well, yeah. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> well, I mean, did, did I answer your question, RJ? I think that um, yes. I, you know, I'm sorry that. Uh, I missed that because I really wanted to be on Scotty. I had never been on, but um, with him. But it was a great summer tour that didn't start off too well. I know that a lot of people are poo-pooing it, but um, I, I feel like this episode later, or I mean, the show, the set we're going to play later in this episode is going to let people see the difference. Right? There's going to be a stark contrast in um, first sets, and it's fun to go back. But it's also great that we're still listening and or, or you know having live shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Brad, you you had the honor of choosing the show this week. Um, we went back and forth a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. it was it was fun to go back. What was your? Um, why did you decide on this set one from eight twenty eight ninety three? Oh, you just revealed it. Um, oh shit. Um, you know, I think I think the me seeing the last show of this tour officially, right? I mean. Obviously, they're playing this weekend at Lockham, but uh, right. last summer tour, their show, Trey's little thing after Foam, um, it just kind of it kind of fit with my last show I've seen, which is the last show at Chula Vista and of a tour, um, and it's it's a rock and it's a rock and show all around. I remember the soundboard circulated um, on cassette, right? And yeah. uh, and. Yeah. Um, I remember listening to it, so it was fun, really fun to go back. I haven't listened to it for who knows how long. Um, so, yeah, and uh, um, it's Greek theater, and yeah, I, I was there in t- 2010. That's the only time I've been there. Right. What a great place to be in, in 1993 at the end of a tour when um, they're having a long break after, and, and um, they're clearly excited to be done, but also just fucking, you know. Well, their pocket, you know, they're they're all in tune. A little context, also, they'd been on tour pretty much since February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much straight through. So, I mean, it's a huge break, but it's also a huge year for shows. Like right, it had been it had been a yeah. huge year already at mm-hmm. this point. So, they earned that break. Yeah, they played. I mean, they played almost every day in February, March, and April. So that's <laughs> three straight months, and then you know that's most insane. of July and August. Something um, happens like twelve twenty nine ninety three if I remember, but I don't remember what it was exactly. Well, yeah, there's um. Oh man, <laughs> we could get into it if you if you really want to. Um, 
Why, why don't we play these people some music instead of teasing yeah. them? Yeah. Well, yeah. Can I just say one thing just about this? The I guess just just on on the context because like <laughs> you said, ninety three. So this was really the this is the, like you just said, Brad. I'm gonna repeat what you said, but then say something else, which is <laughs> um, this is the end of the tour. But they had been um, playing amphitheaters for the first time, really, like that summer. So mm-hmm. you know, all summer they were playing. They were headlining big venues basically for the first time and um that's a pretty you know monumental thing and rift came out um that year as well and they were either about to record hoist or they had already recorded hoist by that time i'm not sure when they did it but they released it the next next year but um you know this is like a big transition point for them they're they're headlining they're playing huge places and they're kind of rocking it i mean it's the first time they played you know great woods and um and the uh, Darien and places like that. I mean, this is a big, big summer for them. So they must have been really just happy and kind of feeling good at the end of this tour. It's the you only know? time they, or I mean, it's the first time they played the Greek Theater, right? Yep. They didn't, they didn't play it again as a band until 2010. Um, hmm. There was like Tab was there and Oysterhead was there. Yeah. And then um, I had one more thing, and it was going to be sweet, but I forgot it. Well, they played Red Rocks like the week before for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, got to yell. There's the yelling of, "This is Red Rocks," um, is the edge, <laughs> which is awesome. And, and two <laughs> nights earlier, they played Portland, which is the show I listened to first, thinking that that's the one we were doing. Okay, <laughs> really good show. It's though. a really yeah. good show. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I don't regret it. Yeah. The Runaway Gym opener. Sorry, let's just say oh, yeah, that. it's killer. It's really good. It's like ten or twelve minutes long. Anyway, Arjun, sorry, I, go um, check we, that one out after this. Yeah. We also did the opening show of 93 when Paige finally had his grand right. that he was traveling with, and that, that was in Portland. It's a good episode. But Maine, not Oregon, which is it's different. Another geography lesson. Those are different places. <laughs> geography lesson number two. <laughs> there will oh, be a quiz. <laughs> so, all right. By the way, Let's... I've been to both Portland, Maine, and Oregon, Portland, Oregon this year in 2016. Wow. Aren't we fancy? Yeah. With my wow. kids. Unbelievable. Fuck, dude, I'm showing them the world, you know? Hey, you're a world traveler. Mm-hmm. I, don't have, I don't have anything else to say. That's it. Sweet. Um, all right. Should we let Should we let people listen to music like Jonathan said? Nah, nah. Let's keep talking. <laughs> Let's repeat some more stuff. <laughs> I Good just thing. got one more thing to say. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done. Okay, let's. All right, do let's it. do it. Music. And <laughs> enjoy. Um, and people should follow us on Twitter, but also. Oh, people should also review us on iTunes if you can. Um, it's helpful. It makes people like us more. Um, so if you can do that, that would be helpful. And yeah. um, we always say smart slash funny slash not smart or funny things on Twitter at HFPod. So you should check those out too.
messenger birds in sight. Game of Valley, full shot at a time. Get the to the green. Ready to make down. Do the plan, I'll do. Holding hers, she whispered words, and I awoke. Faintly 
Thanks. I just want to take a minute to thank all of you coming for coming out here. This is our last show of the tour, and we're going to be taking a long time off after this. So, really glad you can all share this with us. And I also just want to say how excited I am to have been able to play with JJ Kale out, out here tonight. He's a living legend, and uh, thank him for coming out. I don't know how many of you know that he wrote every song that he played in his set. Uh, some of you might think he was covering those tunes, but those are his songs, After Midnight and all that. So here's one that we didn't write that I wish we had written. Shack was found back on the higher ground. You could see him every day walking down the line with an old brown sack across his back and a song here down behind, speaking his worried mind. Well, it's a long way from the Delta to the North Georgia hills, and the coast that full of ginseng won't pay no traveling bills. And I'm too old to ride the rails, I'm on the road alone. Things turn bright, companies will pay high. I'm making up money to pay my bills and bid these mounts goodbye. Many set it aside. Well, it's a long way from the Delta to the North Georgia Hills. And across that full ginseng won't pay no travel bills. But I'm too old to ride the rails off on the road alone. But I guess I'll never make it back to home. My mother on the Mississippi Delta home.
Without its music, the legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history—that's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time, thinking, "I can't quite believe this is happening." Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Level-headed boy, a better man, soon you're lucky. 
my side. Sifting through the forest with the curling fleas to grow them spindles of you not seas. I capture the dread beast who falls to his knees and crash to his cohorts to sleep in the trees. Do that. Drove the smile is can on. The solar garlic starts to rot. Was it for this my life I saw? It. Maybe so, maybe not. Maybe so, maybe not. Maybe so, maybe not. Was it for this my life I saw? It.
This gloaming coil of sunset I keep within my reach Tried yesterday to get away And hitchhike to the beach I saw Satan on the beach Trying to catch a ray He wasn't quite the speed of light And the squirming coil It got away yeah. It got away It got away yeah. It got away it got away
Thanks, everybody. We're going to do one more song and then take a break. And I hope you'll still be here when we come back. We're going to get somebody to help us out on this next song here. Can you please give a warm welcome in his first uh, West Coast appearance to the Dude of Life. Oh! 
so that was set one from 828 1993 the William Randolph Hearst Greek Theater Berkeley California uh, set one was llama it opened with llama into bouncing foam ginseng was acoustic maze fluffhead into stash the squirming coil and then they ended the set with crimes of the mind with the due to life on vocals um you know we went back and forth a little bit you guys about set one or set two um but i think set one's a stronger set from the show um there's a great antelope and um a pretty great yem in the second set um but this first set's pretty good front to back oh, i agree I agree that Llama was um, was pretty rad. Uh, the recording is really nice. You know, the soundboard, the mix is real good. So Paige is mm-hmm. really high, and, uh, and just which is perfect for Llama because he's all up in the organ and tri- yeah. just you know he shreds on top. So the energy we, we mentioned before before we put it into the music that I listened to the Portland show before this, and the energy on that was really high, and it, it just comes right on into this show right here. I don't. I don't mean to be the jaded vet, but this ah. llama. I listened to this llama, and then I uh, just today. I've listened, number one. I've listened to this set multiple times just because we've kind of been um, pushing this back a little bit. So I, I listened to it again. But um, I listened to the llama from twelve thirty one thirteen, and it just Trey fucking shreds this llama, and it's like a ninety three shred where he, you know, I mean, it's like his rock star song or like his, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off on this song, um, opener. Right? It's yeah, great. It's really, really good. Tons of energy, yeah. tons of fucking notes, and it's it's really fun to listen to. Kind of goes into uh, bouncing around the room, which is like yeah. I, I had to stop and think. Wait, when did bouncing start? Because this is like a mm-hmm. picture perfect version of the song, the kind of thing you'd almost expect to come right after the album debut or whatever. But mm-hmm. it, it you know it's definitely not that but i mean they play it just perfectly we had a guest on who talked about um 93 bouncings maybe early 94 bouncings and it was still like kind of fun and cool that was your buddy todd aarons right yeah i think todd yeah todd talked and he was like oh this was still like you know and i you could you could tell from the song it was like the crowd erupted when they started and everybody loved it well it's it's a good song Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's a good song, and they I play like it really well here. So even though it's even though it's bouncing, whatever, yeah, it's bouncing. You know, <laughs> yeah. oh, we should all have you know our. We should all be able to write a song that may be our least favorite that is this good. I mean, come on, this is point. <laughs> and, and then then we get foam. So yeah. what's going on in this foam, uh, Brad uh, or RJ? You know, Trey's <laughs> laughing in the first verse, yeah. and uh, which is super unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, and she then, just called it quits. And then what happens in the middle there? Is that like a? a I I, I kind of looked around for reviews that had some info, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, didn't get, I didn't get super deep. And I didn't find anything. You know, is it a silent jam going on there? Because they don't really seem to miss a step by the time it fades back up. Yeah, you know, or, or there's no there's no notes anymore because all the real fans who were at the show are dead. Yeah, because um, it's so long ago. So yeah, so long ago. So no, it's it's a. I thought it was a great build. That's kind of how I classified it. You know what I mean? It's a really nice build to the jam, a nice little peak for a foam, which um, is different, and it's it's really awesome. Foam was played at the first show that RJ and I went to, and it was like one of the songs that still sticks out in my head, and I thought this kind of 
fit that too. If you imagine the third song they play that night was this great foam with this kind of weird middle section of, of, um, silence or, you know, like you were, like you were saying, John, Jonathan. Yeah. It's super not horrible. Super. Well, I think the, um, this was probably the highlight of the set for me Mm -hmm. just because they, I think it really like highlighted the, the baby grand you mentioned, Brad, and mm-hmm. more than anything else. And just looking at the number of times they played it in '93, after he started, you know, playing with this awesome piano, they played it tons of times. Um, yeah, I can't can't count them all because it's so many, and I, I don't I don't count that well. But um, <laughs> they played it a lot of times in '93, probably at least at least thirty times. Um, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's really nice to hear. It's very patient and um, allows Paige to kind of just, you know, solo with a lot of, uh, a lot of room, which is awesome. So um, as a side note, you know, the whole, like, did they jam tube out Twitter account? Um, and, yeah. and, and Scotty B gave them props on the jam base with like that top 10 fan influenced fish songs. or I, I forget what it was, but. Um, that was one of them, like that the Twitter account, the Twitter account, right? Um, you know, influenced the Tube Jam. Now there is a that they play foam Twitter account. So I, I think that's been around for a little bit. I, I'm not yeah. certain, but yeah, I, I think I've seen it flow on the screen before. But yeah, they're counting down. Someday, maybe we'll get a get a good. We'll song. see. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't know. It's crazy. They've played foam um, four times in the past. Four years. It's because Trey's Crazy. fingers are actually foam now. Like, styrofoam. <laughs> Five times in the past four years. Is it, Trey doesn't have fingers anymore? No, they're just styrofoam fingers. Oh, man. Yeah, like the ones he's he's got to be very careful with them. <laughs> the ones you get at baseball and football games? <laughs> with, the finger, with the one finger up, yeah. number one. <laughs> I haven't noticed that on the webcast, but... <laughs> uh, you know, video distorts things. Yeah. It's the compression of the stream. I think Trey's fingers are fine, guys. Yeah. Um, He's just like he's just playing different now, man. Um, <laughs> so the acoustic ginseng. Um, I know you guys are all you guys are both big ginseng fans. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Great, I, man. I, I, I think everybody probably knows what I'm going to say here if they've been listening to the podcast for just since I've been on. Um, because I love the bluegrass. I love Norman Blake, and uh, and then an, uh, basically fully acoustic. Fishman yeah. on the Madonna washboard, and Mike on the upright, and then Paige on the piano. He takes a beautiful solo, mm-hmm. um, speaking again of the grand piano on there. Um, just, I love it. I mean, this is a, this would be a treat in any era if they were to sit down and you know pick this out acoustic. And uh, I would so really love if to I had to if I had to rank my complaints, which I, I like to rank things, and I like to have complaints. Um, of a, the, what are you a fish thing, fan? <laughs> the thing about um, current days that they don't, I just, you just can't imagine them taking the time to like switch like this. I mean, other than, um, Halloween 13, right. When they had the, the wingsuit set, um, I just, they, they don't bring out the acoustic anymore or switch. You know what I mean? Like they've even played Monica or sing Monica, um, with Trey on the electric. So it's, sure. it's, True, but they, yeah. they do Perfect take treat. the time to, you know, arrange Space Oddity or learn an arrangement of Space yeah. Oddity and step yeah. up and do that a few times. So it's not like they aren't working on stuff, but um, no, I wouldn't yeah. mind them work up, uh, you know, some 
a little acoustic thing here and there. He used to have an acoustic on stage, right? I know, I know, ninety-five. He did. Yeah. Like a, well, he used to play uh, the horse on the acoustics for for a little bit of time here. So. Until, he, until he realized it was useless. Well, now he now Paige <laughs> plays it. <laughs> right. right. Uh, I remember so, when that was. When did when yeah. would he when would he stop doing that? Ninety five nine. I know ninety six. They played. Um, they did didn't they play stage in ninety six? Billy, right, and they played the Billy Breeze um, acoustic yeah. songs in ninety six. Maybe ninety seven because they were like, "Fuck it, we're just playing funk jams now. We don't need stupid acoustic guitars yeah, anymore." Like, right. Yeah. We're so high and have bell bottoms on. We're just fucking playing. I think you're describing yourself, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, I think we're we're right on track, guys. So then they so far so good. So <laughs> then they played um, uh, Maze, right? And uh, the Maze. So I'm going to keep talking about Paige because mm-hmm. um, you know that's one of my favorite parts about Maze is the uh, is the organ solo, and this one is. You know, I mean, these guys. We we talked about it before that before we played the set. You know, they've been on the road for like seven months, and there's like no sign of fatigue when they play things like this and that llama. Right. You know, they are just they're still hungry and wound up tight and just ah, uh, it's just awesome. It's just yeah. great. And I'm sorry to the people who think we say awesome too often, but I'm saying it here. It's just it's so yeah. good. I've said it before. Rift is my favorite studio album. Um, and all the songs that come out of it. It's a good choice. Love it. Yeah, I love it, man. It's so, a, I mean, the whole thing is just raging. It just doesn't doesn't even make sense mm-hmm. um, how how <laughs> tightly they play. And then on the on the on Fluffhead to the next song, there's it's like the real. It's just it's just like the Trey Trey forward era. You know, he's just yeah. I don't know. Like at at this point, if they play Fluffhead, which is cool, it's like the jam isn't really like a jam like it was then. Like Trey was Trey fucking rages on this fluff head, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You listen well, to the, uh, the peak and close out on this fluff head and then go back and, you know, listen to where, where they brought bust that out Wrigley, you know? And yep. Yep. And, uh, well, everybody was super impressed that it was a, it was a well-played fluff head instead of a jammed out fluff head. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Which kind of sucks, but you know, hey, I'll take so it. Is, so is life, you know? <laughs> Life is hard. Like I tell my kids, life's a bitch, and then you die. <laughs> That's parenting, right there. <laughs> yeah, man. But it, but it's good fluffhead, and, and <laughs> you, you're not disappointed at the end of this. And uh, and then it goes into kind of goes into you know without a stop, they begin playing stash. Yeah. And um, and so I had this conversation on Twitter last week with somebody who uh, who who had a problem with my review of a reba and i don't remember which reba it was now you know I, some mornings you know i listen to a show and i talk about you know kind of run it down with some little bit of a review and and i i said oh this reba you know this reba gets there and it's really nice but you know he said well they flubbed up the the composed section at the beginning so how can this reba really get there i was like well there's this jam segment you see <laughs> there's the part where they jam and that yeah makes up for it yes it would be perfect it would be great if the composition is perfect and the jam is amazing and then you know we all get really nice cars but (laughs) these things don't always happen and uh, i think the stash is an example like this stash isn't perfect in the composed part it's not terrible mind you but it's not perfect but the jam gets nice and weird and Mm -hmm. um and it's it's kind of a longish for the era stash and uh i 
freaking dig it. So, mm-hmm. oh, oh well, if they Trey missed a, a thing or two, they 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 get out there. I think it's just because he was super amped, and uh, <laughs> you know the energy's there, man. The energy's there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> who cares about who gives a fuck about changes? Um, the um, so stash. I, I I love it. And in, in these early '90s stashes are amazing. It makes me think frequently about like gumbo or simple, where they're not. You don't think of them as jam vehicles, but sometimes they can get there. And even maybe when they're first played, like when they were they were super eager about everything, you know, that you get these great versions in the first set. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah. this is this is a wonderful first set we don't we don't get llama openers anymore maybe we'll get like a slow down old man version you know we don't get foam anymore we don't get fluff head played well anymore oh, like, <laughs> that's a sweet violin you're playing there brad <laughs> i'm just kidding Stinks. <laughs> no i love it i love everything about everything but these um this is I, this is a really great first set and and, a, and if we're talking about a stash that's really it's jammed out but you know they didn't they didn't really get the composed part down you know i think that's it's really great i don't i don't really care it was a wonderful wonderful listen yeah we'll, 90, we'll take it 93 has some really tremendous versions of this song from the spring um there's a few in may that are awesome um even earlier than that in april i mean they played it a ton of times but there's some like really remarkable versions from both the spring and summer tours that people should check out um then this is this is one of the best so it's a pretty i don't know why i guess this was just what what was um they were feeling in terms of pushing the pushing the improv a little bit you know we've talked about that before like the 93 94 is when they really started pushing mm-hmm. pushing their stuff out into improvisational spaces and this seems like this was just one of the vehicles that was most available to them in 93, you know? Everything else had gone so well. I think it's also worth noting that because we had the soundboard for this, that you can still hear the wood blocks on what later, yeah. you know, on the audience tapes, all you hear is the clapping. So um, I think that's, that. Yeah. as a stash nerd, I really like that. So. Nice. So you're nice. a stash nerd? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Fisher. fan. Yeah. Nice. That's great. Um, and and <laughs> our, our buddy Patrick is a, is a simple nerd. Right, and it's like I, I kind of like, seem like, like a, a nice thing to say. Yeah, simple. <laughs> so, um, but you know what I mean. Like I said earlier, it, it kind of I kind yeah. of put them in the same. Well, can I, Jonathan just yes. um, you can um, refute this if you'd like, but I just want to for people who are interested in ninety three stashes. There's the five eight ninety three, which is the Durham New Hampshire show, has a really good version. Um, there's one from Michigan. Maybe eight eleven ninety three. That's um, really good, and this one's awesome. And there are a few others. Um, maybe the Great Woods one that from that summer. But there's some really great versions that people should check out. I don't know if there's any that stick out. Other ones that stick out to you, Jonathan. But you're doing a fine job, um, RJ. I don't remember several. the dates as well. All right, so everyone I, should go. Too. Well, everyone should go listen to those and then have their faces melted. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit that they say. Like you know, time to people. stash the gumbo. You know what I mean? Like, what are they trying to do? Confuse us? Like, what song is it? I think most of us <laughs> know, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, you would Poor think Brad. that squirming the, the squirming coil would um, close out the set, right? And it, it was. Yeah. Go ahead. It, it yeah, seems it, like it, it could. Didn't. Yeah, it could. 
But the you know the, the Page solo on the end of this one is nice and long. They're really giving it to Page again. The uh, grand piano. So I was driving my uh, my eldest daughter Althea to college this weekend, and we were listening to this set for well, it's probably the third or fourth time for me. Um, and during the Page solo, she said, "Does this um this song ever end?" <laughs> and I said, "I hope not." <laughs> just to just to mess nice. with her. Nice. Uh, and and it didn't for a couple more minutes. Uh, it, it was pretty great. Uh, beautiful solo. Yeah, wonderfully played. Um, I feel like they don't play it enough. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, they can yeah. play it. They can play it all, all the time. I wouldn't I, mind. I could stand to hear more of them. It's 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 a little bit you know like the composed part is a little complicated, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, the more they play it, the better they get, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talking about yeah. practice. Talking about practice, I, you know, <laughs> play some concerts at least. <laughs> the the crimes of the mind is just man. It's fun. It brought back some memories of listening to that. I, I I had that album. I guess we probably maybe everyone did. Yeah, to, right. Because it's it's kind of an awesome album to have Fish just like jamming in this and, and do the flip singing. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's cool. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that the album and this song and and I. I would like constantly not constantly periodically stumble across the album you know in my cds and be like oh yeah i gotta listen to this and i'd listen to it and it's, it's pretty rad and it's cool music that what what song was it the re- rearranged chalk dust was that she's bitching again or i i can't remember the titles but uh mm. it's a cool it's a cool album and uh this is this is just a lot of fun i hope people here would at the show were digging it nobody knows because they're all dead yeah oh right yes i forgot yeah Yep. <laughs> um, plus, the Greek theater is not even around anymore, so it sucks. It's now called the uh, Greek McDonald's Theater. <laughs> what? It's McDonald's, terrible. Verizon, Wireless, yes, Klipsch Amphitheater. It's well, called for, the Year. It's called the Gyros Theater. Brad, I remember back in the day when you were the um, the world's foremost evangelizer of, of venues on this yes. podcast and so right. i want to go back to those days because you mentioned that you were there i've been there um actually i've been there a handful of times when i lived out there it's a really pretty special yeah place lo- overlooking the hills and mm-hmm. i mean Super nestled steep. in the right. yeah and just you know berkeley is just such a an interesting and crazy weird place um it's just, i've been by know. it but i never saw a show there you haven't seen a show there? No. Yeah, it has like these, I mean, as the name might suggest, it has these like, you know, Greek, Greek sort of columns behind the mm-hmm. stage and it's just, and it's just a bowl that goes around the um, around the stage. So it's pretty small-ish, I think. I don't know what the capacity is, but it's a, yeah. it's just a really unique venue. Maybe like eight. Really thousand? beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty nice. Um, someday, maybe. So eighty thousand eight thousand five hundred, bro. That's right. Did you just say that? Yes. Yeah, I said eight thousand. I didn't say eighty five. Yeah. That's, that's a guess. Uh, you're a genius. Yep. Genius. He's, he's genius a smart guess. one. <laughs> so um that and that ends the set that Crimes of the Mind and that's pretty it's a pretty rocking set. I hope everybody dug it because I sure did like all like eight times that I played the thing. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun to listen to, man, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, and we're—I mean, I think we consciously try to throw it back, right? I mean, this is oh, yeah. 23 years ago. It's crazy that it's that long ago. And um, 
And we also picked a first set, which I think is stronger than the second set. I think a lot of people will say that Antelope was the best song of this show. Um, and it, it's a really good version of Antelope, but this is this is really great front to back. Yeah, I, um, hopefully folks will go and uh, check out the second set and check out the Portland show from two days earlier and mm-hmm. uh, have a good time with it. Sweet. So, Jonathan, yeah, you're you're going to give really us a little. Show. Thanks, Brad. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, thank um, you. This is I only picked it for you guys. I don't really care about anybody else. Um, that's, that's really not nice. You're going to oh, hear about that from the Twitter. Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, you're going to give us a little update from Lockin. Yeah. Yeah. To. I'll try to remember something. Okay. And then um, Dix. I don't think any of us are going to Dix, which is really disappointing this year. But. Um, We'll, we'll catch somebody who's there. Yeah, it shouldn't be too hard. That place has like get... 10 million people, doesn't it? Approximately. Um, Roughly. And it's all, as all, as all three days are sold out. <laughs> yeah, oh all yeah. All three days are sold out. So oh, wow. That's, that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and Man, I was going to hop then... in my car and drive there. I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm out of luck. <laughs> For the free weed? <laughs> the free marijuana? Uh <laughs> They do give yep. that to you at the Colorado border now, right? Yes. Yeah. You you and they're like, here, take yes. this. Yes. Okay, good. Then you start making bad decisions. And they, you're also... Yeah. And you move you're there. You're supposed to fly with it, too. You're supposed to take a lot of it home in your in your suitcase. I don't yeah. think that's true. I don't... I, I'm. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Oh. I mean, I'm not... I'm mis- maybe I misread the sign. Trying to direct people one way or the other, necessarily, but I don't know if that's right. Jonathan does uh, have a college student don't as, take as a it. child, so he probably knows. That's true. So, uh, my gosh. Anyway, so thanks for listening, and um, I hope everybody had a good time. We had a great time listening to the music. Hit us up on the Twitter at HFPod. We all have our personals, uh, Twitters on there. And um, and RJ said, uh, before we played the music, hit us up on iTunes. Review us, please. It's a big deal um, for us because it puts us uh, more at the front of the line, I guess. So. Oh, and we have an Instagram. Don't we have a HF Pod Instagram that you guys used at Magnaball? Yes, we did. That was a year yeah. ago. Yeah, I, I'm going to try to spin yeah. that up while I'm at Lockin. So Sweet. we'll try to see if we can get some pictures on there. Don't hold me to it, but you know, if you, <laughs> nice. if you follow it, it might something might appear in your feed. You're committed to it now. Well, now you've now you've promised. Yeah. yeah. So look for John pictures on the HF Pod Instagram. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Um, I think that's about it, right? Seems like more than Sounds enough. Sounds good to me. And then we'll see we everybody on the other side of Dick's. Well, no, before then. And then um, definitely during the fall tour, we'll have some quick quick hits up again. Yeah. I hope. Okay. I hope. I hope so long so as too. the internet's working. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Why not? <laughs> Thanks, guys. You never know. Thanks, guys. Good to All good right. Meet. Bye, guys. Talk soon. Everyone, I hope everyone keeps on rocking. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
I'm Amara Jones. Every day, the attacks on trans kids grow louder, and more anti-trans bills keep moving through state legislatures. In this season of the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, we're going to illuminate how the right wing has fueled these bills by generating a breathtaking and wide-ranging disinformation campaign. It's spreading like wildfire on the internet. It's then being discussed by families and churches. None of this is an accident. It's a strategy to delegitimize trans people and create a world where our existence is a question. Subscribe to season two of the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, a plot against equality, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.